Hey, so I'm mad at you again. What? What did I do in your dream this time? Right, it was. No, you know what it is? I, I got so excited last week about talking about these Star Wars episodes, and I'm very excited about these ones that we're talking about tonight, or today, whatever. Uh-huh. Is it tonight? No, it's this morning. Um, oh, and- girl. I'm going to need you to calibrate yourself in space and time. Okay? Nah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's overrated. Um, and so Truth. I realized that, like, I have, you know, you and the podcast on the brain when I fall asleep, uh-huh. so you're going to pop up my dreams, naturally. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, in high school, I was dating this super hot redhead guy with a really nice butt. Mm. And we would always... Not, not the teenager aspect. I'm not mmming for the fact that he was in high school. I'm mmming for a collection of fine traits on an adult man. Okay, sorry. I just creeped right. myself well, out he's a, a little. He's, Please go know, on. He's older, he's older than me. Uh, so just to point that out, but, um, are man now. Yeah. Well, only like mm-hmm. a year older, but, um, <sighs> his mother was this like little lady with helmet hair and not like, <laughs> like subtle helmet hair. Like we're talking like her head was the shape, shape of a Ferengi. <laughs> like, like Malin. Just, just <laughs> tease it and shape it like a brown football helmet. You'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, my dream was pretty basic. We were in his bedroom doing some stuff, and suddenly there was a knock at the door, and I opened the door, and it was you with the fucking helmet hair, and it was horrible. <laughs> I, I I woke up screaming. Yes. <laughs> was I was I there to shame you or to bring you guys some snacks and lube? Like, why why was I at the door? <laughs> I mean, a little column A, a little column B. Just remember, this is going to be in an unedited video on the internet. Yeehaw. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. So, um, (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. The actual, the arboreal bukkake is, I feel like I need to clarify that, especially now. The arboreal bukkake uh, is all up in my shit this morning. I think what I might do later today, if I'm feeling uh, masochistic, is go out and take a video of the literal piles of fucking pollen that are all around my neighborhood. That's fucking uh, gross. And, like, every car is green right now. I don't I, care what color it was before. It's green now. You know, Texas can be so gross. And, you know, that's not even, like, the grossest that Texas can get. So many ways, on so many levels. I remember uh, at college, like... It was a springtime or whatever when those fucking black bugs would come out. Fucking cricket season. Cricket season, and they would be fucking everywhere. You couldn't step on the ground without like no, smashing. No, no, no. Okay, but do you remember the unique horror <laughs> of being a freshman at that school? So nobody told you, and you didn't know from prior experience, that there's like three months out of the year you cannot wear open-toed shoes on campus. You uh, actually. You and Philip, our friend Philip, uh, uh-huh. gave me the heads up about that because we were discussing what I should wear for our vampire alert coverage. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I'm doing this hippie kind of character. I going to wear sandals. And <laughs> you and Phil were like, no sandals. Why? Yeah, you don't, you don't understand. You will get crickets between your toes. 
So I took <laughs> I took your advice, but our friend Carrie did not. <laughs> Look, Carrie's got a beat of her own drum situation going on. She's gonna be fabulous no matter fucking what. She's just she's gonna do her thing, man. I love I her. Fucking love that. Mm-hmm. She's still doing her own thing anyway. Yeah, uh, but yeah, y'all, cricket season was so fucking horrific. But you know, it's uh, it's Texas, and so why be horrified when you can turn it into a festival? <laughs> so, so there was cricket fest every year fucking cricket fest where we would like i don't know celebrate the fact that the one of the fucking plagues of egypt has visited upon us oh it was awful yeah. just fucking and i i liked crickets as a kid i don't anymore oh no it's traumatized no. yeah no <clears throat> okay so um that's enough memory lane i think for one episode <laughs> shall we shall we intro the show you want to intro oh, a show yeah. today hey oh, yeah. we have a show okay are you ready are you ready of course okay hey everybody welcome back to dark side divas the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about star wars my name is stephanie i'm the woman half of the show and i currently do not have crickets between my toes hey and hey hey, everybody (laughs) i'm chris i'm that gay man and stephanie don't Mm -hmm. worry i'm not going to kill you i have (laughs) Other uses for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love these episodes so much. The whole reason why I started this line gimmick that I've been doing is so you could say that (laughs) that line. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I have a thing uh, to to go through for prior to going into these episodes. Do you have anything? I have a review. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Look at her Let's trying do- to delay the inevitable. I, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, you remember, you remember last episode when we were talking about Obi-Wan going around to people and saying, no, 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 they're Sith. They're Sith. They're Sith. You, average citizen warehouse supervisor guy, those two that you saw with the horns, they were Sith. That whole thing. Hey, hey janitor person. They're Sith. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Did you yeah. see the Sith? I just, I know I'm running by, but you see, those were Sith. Those were Sith. Like, he's just dropping the word all over the place. Okay. So, um, Lucas, my lovely husband, uh, he listened to the episode and he, look, he hasn't had commentary to add in a while because here we are 66 episodes into this podcast. And frankly, um, you and I both have a really solid working knowledge of Star Wars. So uh, my resident Star Wars expert really hasn't had a lot to add or contribute or, con- or correct, which oh, is a compliment. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But he popped into my office the other day and he was like, okay, so about the Sith thing. I'm like, oh, let me take off my headphones and give you my full undivided attention, you beautiful man. Tell me about the Sith thing. And he's like, all right, so the Sith Empire totally existed. They had a huge war with the Old Republic back in the day, like thousands years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there are relics and ruins of the Sith Empire scattered all over the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people, general citizens in the galaxy, are aware of the Sith the same way that you and I are aware of the ancient Romans. Oh. We know that they existed. Like, the Colosseum is still standing. We fucking know, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't necessarily know anything about them personally. Um, And so citizens of the galaxy far, far away maybe don't necessarily know that any of the Sith were Force users, but they definitely know that the Sith existed and they had an empire, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Obi-Wan telling regular average Joe galaxy citizens, oh, those guys were Sith, would be like someone telling us, oh, those guys were gladiators. 
or those guys were centurions, or those guys were really, really stabby senators, and today is the Ides of March, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, centurions and gladiators, that's um, that's that's kind of hot, you know? Whereas uh-huh, Sith- so are Sith. Uh, were you about to were you about to try and say with a straight face to me who knows you so well that Sith are not hot? Not all of them. Um I don't know if you ever played the Knights of the Old Republic MMO. Uh no, not the MMO. There were some because unfortunate fuck MMOs. Fuck playing games with other people. I'm not gonna uh, trust that, but uh there was some unfortunate character model choices. I like a lot. So, I think they're always. Yeah. Yeah, but I the mean, Sith, the Sith that we're dealing with today. <sighs> oh, absolutely, we're talking about some real hot girl shit. Um, but um, yeah, there we're not talking about the Sith that have like vaginas on the side of their face, <laughs> like two. Of them. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> not the good kind, like the gaping, slimy kind. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, maybe. Okay. It's going to be one of those episodes, y'all. <laughs> oh, this is this is going to be a long episode. Okay, let's just all buckle in, get comfy, get ready, get a drink, put your feet up. We're going to be here for a while. I know you've got like a work day or something to start right after yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> literally right I, after this. I hope they know you're going to be late. <laughs> well, I have some thoughts about that, but we'll get there first. Oh. I would like to get to the review, <clears throat> if you don't mind. Oh. I, you know. There's only one. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's, right, fine. Right. it's fine, it's fine. I'm uh, fine. I, I did tweet this earlier this week, but I laugh. I, it it brought me so much joy that I had to <laughs> uh, share early, but I'm going to read it right now. Uh, Pay Yacht gave us a review, Stephanie. Pay, pay Yacht? Uh, yeah, I think that's a, like a pay, Like pay a yacht yacht? you pay for? No, uh, Y-O-T. Okay. Yacht? Pay Yacht? I don't know. Pay, uh, is anyway. it like Peyote? Maybe, maybe that's maybe, maybe that's what maybe. they're going for. Maybe. I have no idea. Go on. Uh, they they left a review. Worst mm. podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I see this? I might have seen it. And forgot. I think you've Go seen on. it already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this podcast has completely ruined my bit. Uh, ruined my binge of the Clone Wars. But now that I'm caught up and I'm forced to watch Clone Wars without their banter each arc, they even made me restart my rewatch, forcing me to watch see season one animations. Uh, <laughs> I'm <you> know, so <laughs> sorry. In <laughs> uh, series, this amazing show, and I'm always happy to see non-SWM succeeding in these spaces. I don't know what SWM stands SW, for. Straight white men. Oh. Straight white right. men. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not straight white men. Nope. 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 That's just facts. We are not. Okay. Go on. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, told you it was short. Thank you. Thank you, Peyote. Peyote? 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 Yeah. today. Anyway, thank you for that. Uh, that was great. <laughs> uh, that right there, folks, is uh, not what we expected when we said, go ahead and tell us how much you hate us in in the review, but leave a five stars on it. But uh, we'll take it. What a delight. Yeah, we're, we're, sluts, awesome. for, we're sluts for uh, critiques at this point. And praise. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, all of it feeds our souls. It's all attention. Negative attention, positive attention. It's got the same last we name. It's from all. the same we family. We want it all. We want it all. We want it now. So. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Shall we get into why we're here today? Let's do it. Let's get right into it. 
<laughs> I want to preface this very briefly uh, with, look, it's been a minute since I watched through all of Clone Wars. So uh, I had forgotten that this shit is going down right now. Somehow my memory, I suppose, to sort of distance me and protect me, uh, shunted these episodes, particularly the events of the second one, toward the end like season seven, obviously I have time before I have to live through this. It'll be, f it, no, no, that's not happening right now. I've completely forgot this was going down right now. Wow. And like the events of these episodes were blipped out of my memory. And so, um, I was legit ambushed all over again, right, right in all of the emotional centers going through these episodes. So that was awesome and horrifying but awesome oh my god so so all right shall we <laughs> well uh yeah i mean before we leap into this stephanie i think something mm. that could help us shorten some of this is there's a lot of action scenes in oh these yeah episodes yeah, I yeah yeah i really there's a lot of big topics i want to cover i really don't think we should go blow by blow with the action oh like, no like, we're not going to okay um i never we planned that, on but that then we do it well, there are some cert there's some specific notes in the fights that I want to highlight yeah, because they're yeah. they're plotty and they're they're cool and stuff. But we cannot go blow by blow through the um through the action. We just can't. I don't remember it all. But uh even with planning on not explicitly describing all of the fight scenes, I know we're gonna be here for a minute. Yep. Cool. That's just how it is. But okay, shall we do this? Shall we do this? Let's do it. Let's get right into it. All right. I'm so excited. So what we are doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that we started with The Phantom Menace, and today <laughs> we are in Season 5 of Clone Wars, halfway through a notorious arc involving Maul and Savage Press. So, <clears throat> today we are going to be talking about Clone Wars Season 5, Episode 15, Shades of Reason, and episode 16, The Lawless. Yay! Ooh. Okay, so season five, episode 15, Shades of Reason, the Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is Alliances Can Stall True Intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends get in your way, drop that baggage, and move on. Amen to that. Hey. Uh, all right, here we go. You ready? Yes, yes, yes. Get it. I'm going to try not to laugh. <laughs> Good luck. Villainy swells. <laughs> yeah, it does. And so do Ooh. I. Uh, with, an army of, <laughs> with an army of the galaxy's most vicious criminals, Darth Maul and Savage Opress conspire with Pre Vizsla in the Death Watch mm. to topple Duchess Satine, ruler of Mandalore. While the conspirators prepare to attack the Mandalorian capital Sundari from a base on Zambar, the fate of 2,000 other neutral systems is under threat as Darth Maul moves closer to establishing a vast empire, a vast criminal empire. Oh, yeah. Why would you use the word swells in the description <laughs> that, with that's Maul there and Savage the, in it? That's there for the grown-ups. Yeah, every now and then they toss us a cookie crumb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all that was. That's all that was. Anyway, no, there's uh, there's a couple of shots in this episode that are um, I feel were custom made for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the animators were like, I know this 42 year old bitch is going to be watching this for her podcast <laughs> in 10 years, and uh, right, I kn I know what she likes. I know exactly what she likes, and they're right. They're right. They were correct about that. But we will get to it. <clears throat> so. 
first thing out the gate in the episode, we are in fact totally planning the the attack on Mandalore. Right. And, you know, uh, it it was kind of nice. They had a nice hologram image of Mm -hmm. Sindari Mm -hmm. and... You know, they were deciding how they were going to do this. And Maul's all, hey, I know. I'll have my crime army uh, cause chaos all throughout the planet. And y'all yep. will just come in and be heroes. Yeah. And, like, and nobody, nobody's suspicious of this plan. Nobody at all? Maul is like, here's what we're going to do. Me, my brother, all of these guys who are totally working for me, we're going to go in. We're going to fuck shit up. And then you, you, Previsla, Death Watch, you will swoop in and save the citizens from us and arrest us. Uh-huh. And then you'll be the heroes. Like, nobody is suspicious of the fact that the Sith Lord is volunteering to be arrested. Anyway, like, yeah, there's a lot I, of... I would have been instantly suspicious, but Previsla's a goddamn moron, so... He's a fucking moron. Well, uh, thankfully, Bo-Katan <laughs> uh, knows that something's up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, they have this meeting. Uh, it's funny, I was... Uh, my partner was watching this. He hasn't watched too much of Clone Wars, uh, but he did, you know, he did watch all of Mandalorian and uh, Book of oh, Boba nice. Fett with me. So when he oh, saw the no. Pikes, he was like, oh my god, the Pikes, oh my god! <laughs> uh, that, was, that was super cute. And Aww. I was like, yeah, they're fucking assholes, fuck them. Um, yeah, they're goddamn the, awful. I hate the pipes, yeah. In this meeting, though, while they're doing the planning, I, I had to watch it a couple times because I was super distracted by the Mohawk twins. Did you see these guys? I was, <laughs> I had them, I was like, need to talk to Steph about this. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like, there's a guy standing next to Pre Vizsla, and he's got, you know, the, the, a, a very Mandalorian face with the angular cheekbones and the chiseled jaw and the blonde hair, but he's got a Mohawk, right? Good for yeah. him. But then we cut to Bo-Katan. And she's got the same guy standing next to her. Yeah. But they're on opposite sides of the room. It can't be the same guy. Because uh, nope. it's not uh, the same guy. Because they're twins. Because those are Apparently. Bo-Katan, Those are Bo-Katan's harem. I have in my notes. Oh, okay. Okay. Headcanon accepted. <laughs> one of them has a scar down his left cheek. The other one does not. And so this is deliberate. Like, they deliberately used the same character model for both of these non-speaking Death Watch dudes and and, and just put a scar on one of them and called it done? This okay. is my This is my cyberpunk fantasy. I, um, you know what, headcanon accepted. Yeah. yeah she's banging I mean, them both. Just like um, you or, said earlier, sometimes they throw us a bone. They were like, there's some perverted gay man who really likes uh, boys, <laughs> uh, boys with bad hair and uh, face mm-hmm. cars and here we, and twins. And here we are. Here we are. Okay. So the plan is pretty straightforward. We, all of the thugs will attack. Death Watch will swoop in and save everybody. Nobody likes the plan. Which I yeah. think is the spirit of compromise embodied. Bo-Katan hates it. She's like, they, they adjourn from the meeting and she and Pre kind of step aside and she's like, um, this is bad. And Pre, Pre was like, yeah, I know, but we're totally going to kill Maul and Savage and all of his little, little leader people. And I want you to hear my eye roll, eyes rolling in the back of my head. I know. But Fucking here's Pre. the thing about Pre and his desire to rescue Mandalore from the rule of Satine. He says, we need those Sith and their thugs to cause some pain and show the Mandalorian people how weak Satine really is. Okay, so you're terrorists. Right. That's what this is. Because, but you do not give a 
fuck about the Mandalorian people and their welfare or anything. All you care about is making Satine look weak, but motherfucker, she didn't look weak until you showed up and started terrorizing people in a coordinated effort for which you had to get two Sith Lords and an entire goddamn army. Satine is not weak. You're just an asshole. Fuck yeah. Anyway, and also, that's how this I is feel like about a- that. I have in my notes, this is like a play within a play moment, because this is the same exact play of the Clone Wars. Almost. Like, you have... This is the Clone Wars. Group... What do you... Well, like... It, on oh, no, this is Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, so, like, you have one group causing some shit, and another oh, group coming fuck, in and being right. like, oh, we're the saviors, and then they're gonna fucking fight. Yeah, I mean... Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is Sidious' is plan, like a little microcosm, except that Previsla sucks, and Sidious does not. <laughs> Absolutely. And he says, he says, because um, she's like, um, but the citizens. And she says, he says, most will welcome us, which sounds an awful fucking lot like we will be greeted as liberators. Absolutely. Saying. Which, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's not wrong in this case. But we'll talk about Oh, that. oh, I have, I have words yeah. for the citizens of Mandalore. I do too. <laughs> I okay, do too. So. So um, that's how the Mandalorians feel about this plan. How does Maul feel about this plan? Well, actually, let's start with Savage. Savage mm. is like, these motherfuckers are going to betray us. Let me cut them in half, you know, because Savage, right, you know, right. that's the solution for everything. Uh, and Maul's like, hey, we have no choice. We got to pick our spots. And then, you know, Savage is kind of thinking about this. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, the You know, we're offering them all this wealth, all this opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're going to take it. And, you know, fucking Darth Maul, like you said, <laughs> everything he says is fucking sexy. Oh uh, he, sa- he says in his low, raspy voice, Greed never fails to motivate. Ah. <laughs> and swoon. Absolutely. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> so, anyway, the plan is off. They're going. Okay. And I, I says in my notes, how the fuck are they getting in the city? Oh, right. They're being smuggled in with spice shipments. Spice? We're selling spice in Mandalore? What? Well, look, spice isn't just a narcotic drug. Right. It's the base ingredient in a lot of medicine. So, True. yeah, it's it's totally, if they've got manufacturing plants, you know, pharmaceutical manufacturing plants on Mandalore, shipments of raw spice? Absolutely. That's That's legit. I don't know if you need crate after crate after crate, enough of them and big enough to move in an entire army, but whatever. <laughs> there they are. So, uh, so yeah. So a bunch of uh, a bunch of people are being smuggled into spice containers, and um, you know, I used to believe that Bandalore was a militaristic society, or at least a well protected uh, <laughs> uh, society with a large army. Surely. A large group of criminals couldn't just show up to the planet and take it over, right? And yet. And yet. Here we are. (laughs) And yet. Here's the thing. Um, The security forces on Mandalore used to be pretty fucking effective. Mm -hmm. You know, they they were in previous episodes on Mandalore. They were at least formidable enough to, like, carry out firefights and stuff. These guys, I mean, maybe it's just a testament to the um, superior ferocity and numbers and, and the surprise factor of having these, um, these, you know, criminal syndicates roll in with all of their heavies. Uh, But yeah, the Mandalorian security forces fucking folded like wet paper. Like they were just down. I mean, this is some brutal shit for even, I mean, hello, this is a kid show. So uh, we're going to have scenes where uh, (laughs) women and children are straight up fucking murdered in the street. (laughs) 
Um, they don't they don't ever get murdered on camera, but you'll see a woman and a child and then the camera moves and there's a shot fired in their direction. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit in these two episodes that had to get cut post or had to be artfully yeah. danced around because they wanted to tell a meaner story than Cartoon Network wanted to air. Mm-hmm. So we'll get mm-hmm. to it. We'll get um, to that. But yeah, yeah it's 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 it works. The coordinated attack of math of math of chaos just <laughs> takes over. You remember Massive, Massive Chaos? Oh my god, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Massive, Massive Chaos. Um, Um, uh, Yeah, real quick side story. Oh god. Uh, I lived lived in a dorm (laughs) at college, like many of us did, and there was an intercom system. Uh, There was a RA who was, uh, he was extremely flamboyant and extremely mean. Like extra. Oh yeah, he was awful. Yeah, he was extremely mean. He was not gay, except he's gay now. Um, and he and he bullied the fuck out of gay people. So when he uh, came on the microphone with his lisp, <laughs> Stephanie and I would make fun of him. And yeah. one of the things he he would always try to say is like he would always try to invite people to the living area to do some stupid ass event, which Stephanie and I could never be bothered to do that shit. <laughs> Even if Stephanie was an RA too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I knew that nobody wanted to come to my events when I had to throw them. That's why they always involved free pizza. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what yeah, got so people to show up. That's what got people to show up. So, yeah. So, anyway, one time he was like, everybody come to the Muff of Muff of Chaos. And we were just like, <laughs> what? So. so, when we make fun of the list, we're making fun of that specific uh, homophobic asshole. Yeah. So. We always uh, I, punch. We always punch up or lateral. We never punch down. So I have a lisp too. So it's a you know you know I I, so I, it's okay. I feel comfortable with making fun of myself. Anyway, back to anyway, uh, Mandalorian. Back to being the destroyed. massive massive chaos. My favorite <laughs> is the tour guide droid. <laughs> the tourist droid. Like, he's like, "Welcome to Mandalore," and then he gets shot in the face. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, this no. droid does uh, its first actual appearance in our timeline, uh, real world uh-huh. timeline, is in Revenge of the Sith. By the way, oh yeah, I did look oh, up. Okay. I did look up information on the Taurus got uh, Taurus droid. The Taurus oh, droid shows you. up all over the place. By the way, in comics, uh, in the background of uh, Man- the Mandalorian, I didn't ever see it. So I'm literally mm. going to go back and watch these episodes <laughs> and try to look for it. But it's always in the background. So. It's a it's an adorable droid. It's it got is. a little friendly face. It's super cute. Anyway, it looks like uh, the entire vanguard is just pikes and black suns, uh, just and just going at it, right? Yeah. But Savage Opress mm. gets unleashed on the vaults, and um, everybody, I just want to point you directly to timestamp four thirty five for the best shot to date at this point ever shot in the Clone War. Which is a tight close-up on Savage's face as he growls and ignites his lightsaber. <laughs> mm. <laughs> delicious. Mm. Um, anyway, he know- wrecks fucking shop. Yeah, did you notice what he did with his lightsaber, though? What, what specifically? He spun the lightsaber. Wait, people spin double-bladed lightsabers? I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I know. That's not a thing, that's, it, not a thing that's ever happened before. It was extremely uh, effective against uh, repelling blaster fire. Wouldn't it be nice yeah. if there was like a device that just spun for you? That just spun it like automatically, like a yeah. helicopter blade? Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. I wonder I if they'll ever develop that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, we cut to Satine. 
right? All of this chaos is going on. Cut to Satine. She is the Duchess of Mandalore, and she's being informed that all this chaos is happening. So um, real quick, this episode does give us the glorious return of Anna Graves as Duchess Satine Kreese. Yay. Love her. And also, um, shout out to her season five character model. Uh, shout out to that fucking dress she's wearing. Yeah, the dress, but they've also, um, with her face model, they've mm-hmm. softened like the super sharp lines of her cheekbones and her jaw. She's still very aristocratic and recognizably oh, yeah. herself, but she's gorgeous. Like she Absolute looks amazing. It's stunning. Um, anyway, uh, she, <laughs> so I've got in my notes, oh shit, pre flies in with Death Watch. Is she addressing the people at this moment? Yeah, so I think they, she's addressing the people. They, they do this like they do this thing where there's like a balcony and mm-hmm. everybody, I guess, that lives on the planet shows up to this one well, little yeah, area. It's, it's very much like "Don't cry for me, Argentina" moment up on the balcony, right? That's um, oh my god, I have Evita in my notes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, with her blonde ass standing up there, it's very Evita. There's a couple of notes about this plaza because I want to go ahead and get them out of the way because okay. we we see this plaza. A lot. A lot, yeah. Over these episodes. A lot of shit goes down in this plaza. So um, at the pulpit where she's standing and then Pre flies in, right below that... I'm sorry. Were you in here the whole time? The cat... Okay, I'm gonna... This. I'm holding her up to the camera. This just fucking snuck up on me and licked my foot. I'm gonna let her out now. I'll be right back. <laughs> Come on. Stephanie often has random people uh, licking her feet while she's doing something else. So it's just, uh, you'd think she'd be used to it by now. Oh my God. Oh my God, Becky. Look at her butt. <sighs> Are you good? <laughs> I told you she was planning something. Uh, she, told you. Uh, her plan worked, apparently. You are, yeah, you are yeah. the Satine of the podcast. I have been derailed. <laughs> I have been. Okay, God, what was that? The pulpit. Okay, okay. Yeah, lobby, pulpit, Evita, go. Right, okay. So uh, right below the pulpit where uh, Satine is delivering her address to the people, uh, there is a mural that depicts Mandalorian crusaders defeating Jedi. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Again, in that cubist Picasso style that we have established the Mandalorians love so much. Um, and then down on the lower level where the people are standing, there's a, there's a much bigger mural, uh, that is in the style of Picasso's Guernica. And it's, it looks a lot like Pre Vizsla's old mural, mm-hmm. but it is different. Uh, this one shows a bunch of, uh, Mandalorians on the right in a firing line, uh, slaughtering the fuck out of a bunch of, uh, twisted and dying in agony Jedi on the left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, subtle. They like the fact that they can uh, defeat Jedi. So what do you Yeah, do? and I'm just, I guess, shout out to Satine for not uh, enforcing her pacifist regime by taking down all of this bloodthirsty historical artwork that's around <laughs> Mandalore. Because, goddamn. Goddamn. Uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, a thing happens. Um, go, yeah, well, pick up so, the thread. Yeah, so Satine is trying to, you know, calm the people down. Uh, but Mandalorians are pushing back, and I'm thinking the whole. I'm I'm starting to like have a have a change of 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 heart when it comes to the Mandalorian people. But let's get let's get further into what happens. Uh, well, okay, all all mobs of people have have an average intelligence. 
of zero. That averages down to the lowest common denominator in the group. Right. So there's one brain to share amongst any group of people. And the more people you add to it, the dumber it gets. And so, and you know, the more, the more frightened, stupid, cheap people you add to it, the dumber it gets. So a mob is an incredibly stupid and vicious animal. And that's what they've got in this plaza. Yeah, a mob. It is, they're frightened. And so, yeah, uh, Pre Vizsla flies in and he's like, uh, I'm here. I'm Pre Vizsla and this is Death Watch. And Satine accuses him of causing all of this chaos. And she right. Yep. She's correct. Absolutely. He denies it and then makes a Death Watch is going to save all your asses speech. And the Mandalorian people from one second to the next go from we love Satine and peace to literally chanting the word war. And suddenly I have a fantasy of a group of TIE bombers flying through Mandalore and just <laughs> dropping a bunch of bombs. Cause fuck Can we people. just glass the planet now for fuck's sake? God. Oh my god. I, but any mob will make, will disappoint you about any population. I mean, it's, it's like they said in uh, Men in Black, a person is smart. People are, are dumb, panicky animals, and you know yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So, just, ugh. Anyway, so, yeah, so after, uh, so after the speech. Yeah. <laughs> we go to the vault. Are we at the vault yet? Because I thought we were I at mean, the I mean, we dock. started, uh, Savage attack, starts attacking the vault before the speech happens. And then right. they kind of, this is the part where they're running out and all that kind of stuff. There's a part where Savage pushes a woman over. <laughs> and i had to pause the episode and laugh for 10 minutes i don't know why other than i'm a terrible bad person but it was the well, funniest yeah. fucking thing i've ever seen i don't know well, why. because he did it to slow down the goody two-shoes mandalorian security guys behind him he knew it would work he shoves her over so that she's like dangling on the edge of one of those elevated walkways the mandalorians are so fond of and so the guy chasing him has to stop and help her up so he did that shit on purpose. So That's yeah, there's Savage running shit. from <clears throat> from security, um, and basically this is this is phase two, right? Death Watch yeah. is now intervening and saving the people, and it's so fucking obvious. It's such a ridiculously obvious ploy. Like all of the Mandalorian people and security at the dock are being ushered into cargo containers, and then they're locked in those containers. And then oh no, they can hear a crazy, intense firefight happening right outside. Whatever does it mean? The doors open, and suddenly all of the bad guys are disarmed, and Death Watch is there to save them. It's <laughs> so fucking painfully obvious. It kills me. It fucking kills one of me. them. One of them literally says, we're Death Watch, and we're here to rescue you. Uh-huh. And you should thank uh-huh. Pre Vizsla. Yeah, yeah. Oh. How about you? How anyway. About Pre Vizsla suck my balls. And not in the oh complimentary, please do that way, in the fuck you way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway Bo-Katan rescues some children, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Savage, running from the security forces, uh, gets enough ahead of them so that they don't see the beginning of this fight. The security forces just turn the corner and see, it is Pre Vizsla with the Darksaber taking on the big monster Savage with his lightsaber. And um, I guess if you've never seen Savage Opress fight before, this looks impressive. Yep. It, but you know, obviously, Savage was holding back, and he even had a smile when he got when he got dropped. So yeah, because because he doesn't lie or anything. Like he's not he's not that kind of Sith. No, he's not <laughs> he's subtle. Just, but it really it looked like. Do you remember? Do you remember back in the day uh, in Braveheart, the movie Braveheart? Yeah. 
in the background of one of the shots that's supposed to be like this big, crazy, intense battlefield. In the background, there's like two extras with sticks just going, <laughs> eh. And I, uh, yeah, eh. They're like clearly just dicking around and marking fight choreography or something. That's what this fight between Pre Vizsla and Savage looked like. Yeah, I agree with it that. It looked like stage combat. Yeah. yeah. Which it was. Uh, it was absolutely when we liked, stage combat. When we liked Mel Gibson. Those were the days. Okay. But, well, that was that was before was he before revealed his true horrific colors. Okay. The bigotry. Uh, yeah, mm. so back at the throne room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Satine is just like, well, this isn't going well. <laughs> yeah, one of her advisors is like, um, Death Watch is here. They're in the palace. They're coming yeah. in. <laughs> And so right then, Death Watch barges into the room and I know the, guard... the timing of it. And so, you yeah, know, let, let's like, let's pause for a second. When they did the uh-huh. plan at the beginning of the episode, I was thinking, OK, this is going to be a long extended campaign. It's going to take nope. months to build all this chaos, up, blah, blah, blah. No, this shit took five minutes. Yeah, it was that easy, that quick. Like, it's not even morning. This just happened in the course of an evening. The will of the Mandalorian people was able to be turned. So... <sighs> okay, sure. Anyway, so Okey-dokey. Duchess so Duchess is looking fabulous, uh hearing uh-huh. her people outside chant Death Watch and then Pre Vizsla and Death Watch show up. And yes. th- they have a little back and forth, uh and they arrest the Duchess. They do, in fact. Pre Vizsla says your weak minded rule of Mandalore is at an end. The resurrection of our warrior past is about to begin and I hate him. I hate him too. I hate him I hate him so much. So, so, so they do. They do. I love another... you, John Favreau. You're not watching this. I love you, John Favreau. You're not listening to this or anything. Um, thank you for making this character so fucking hateable. Oh, absolutely. Hate him. Hate him. Anyway, so Previs was the new prime minister of Mandalore, huh? Well, yeah, he does his Vita speech, and he's like, "Yeah, we won." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and and Duchess Satine ran away, but she's not. Uh, she didn't run away. Oh, did he say that? I didn't. Yeah, he that. actually said that. Would... He's like, yeah. Uh, well, I was too busy looking at the fact that Savage and all the other gangster leaders are, like, lined up in the public square like they're about to be executed. And again, I forgot how these episodes went. I'm like, oh, my God, is Savage about to die? So I missed anything that previously said right then. Yeah, but and that would have been the logical choice, right? Like, if you're going to betray right. Maul anyway. Well, no, well, you want to betray them both at the same time. Right. You don't you don't want to kill Savage because then where's Maul right now? Nobody knows. We haven't seen him except for in hollows and, and communications, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna betray Maul, you need to know where he is. Because that is not that's not a that's a that's not a surprise that you want to set up for yourself. But, oops, Maul, and he hates me now, you know? You don't want to do that. <laughs> um so uh, I guess we got away from that. So I was left wondering what the fuck was the fate of Savage. I don't give a fuck about the gangsters. Black Suns and Pikes can suck it. Yeah, um, for sure. For real. But then we cut to the Mandalorian prison where Satine has been locked up. Ugh. Right next door to Prime Minister Alnek. Almec. Almec. Um, and so this does bring us the return of Julian Holloway as the voice of Prime Minister Almec. Yeah, Welcome Julian back, Holloway, sir. but ugh, Almec. <laughs> and he, uh, for a reminder, uh, was locked up, God, two seasons ago? Three seasons like ago? three seasons uh, ago. Yeah. For shipping in, you know, poison tea. 
he was locked up for corruption uh, and for using the black market. And he still thinks he was right because he feels like Satine totally choked off all of his options with her fucking neutrality, pacifist bullshit, blah, 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 blah. They um, they get really petty. There's much taunt, much petty here uh, between the two of them. And then they just sulk in their individual cells. We move on. Yeah. To Maul. Yeah, so they're in the throne room, uh, and Maul is like, this is excellent. We can move on to the next phase. And Previs is like, actually, I'm here's where I betray you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and I have in my notes, uh, Maul is handcuffed. Hashtag swoon. <laughs> they do they do get cuffs on Maul and pre you know, cause Maul mm-hmm. was like, My vision is that this is the base of my criminal empire. And Previs is like, My vision is that you fuck off. And uh he says, Your vision no longer matters. He's all you work for me now, basically. And so now it's time to not only betray Maul, the Sith Lord, uh, but publicly humiliate him. Let's do that. Yeah. So oh, Maul has his Avita moment. <laughs> What? No, because Maul is just in cuffs before the crowd. Previsla is vamping for his next Avita moment and gloating about having caught Maul. He's like, this is the guy. This is the guy who fucked you all up. This is the guy who did all of this. I caught him. We're good. And you all love me now. And Uh, they do. When I watched watched the scene with my partner, I I think it was me. I don't know who, but somebody yelled, (laughs) strip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Dalla Dalla Bills. Anyway, so Maul and Savage are locked up in the same cell. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the, the top three stupidest choices you could have ever made in any Star Wars. Thank you. What the fuck? Thank you. We have two Sith in the same cell? They're not going to be encased in one of those sarcophagus things that they have? Right. A, you've locked them up together. And B... You didn't even put them in one of those fancy anti-force user cells that Mandalorians absolutely 100% fucking have. Right? Uh, what? What? Uh, and like, Cree, baby, okay, honey, hmm, is this your hubris talking? Is that what this is? I think that's what this is. Because holy fucking shit, this was stupid. Beyond stupid. I mean, he definitely knows about the anti-force user measures. He's covered in a thousand of them in his armor. There's no way he doesn't know that cells like that that exist, and yet he doesn't lock them in it. And Maul and Savage, no. They know that they can walk out of here anytime. They are Which... in no way they're in no way fussed about the fact that they've been locked up. Nope. And so Savage is like, so uh what are we doing? And Maul's like, hmm, okay, so we need to replace Previsla. Obviously he sucks. And he says, By placing us in prison, Vizsla has unwittingly put us in reach of several candidates for his successor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why would you lock him up in the prison where all of your enemies are also locked up? Yeah. Anyway. So my favorite line, my late, my, my favorite line of this episode comes up right now where go, Maul's go, like, go. okay, I'm ready to leave the cell. Apprentice, I wish a tour of this facility. <laughs> yes and then savage literally just flexes he just goes oh like a little like a like a bodybuilder pose yeah he does a, a full hulk hogan hulkamania thing right and just the and with a pure flex of the power of the dark side of the force shatters all of the walls in their cell they're just out they just <laughs> can you imagine oh him, can, you, can you imagine him doing that to our walls um, can I or did I already? 
Goddamn. <laughs> right? God. So the Dathomir boys take a little stroll through the prison. They murder the occasional Death Watch guard that they encounter along the way. And they get to Satine's cell. Mm-hmm. And Darth Maul, he's very polite. He's like, oh, you must be the Duchess. Okay. Because here's the thing that I want to point out. Uh, Maul, for all that he's evil, he is never anything less than respectful to women. Absolutely. He refers to her as Duchess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he, I mean, I say respectful. He does he do terrible things to her physically later. But as far as, I mean, this this is a good, a nice, a nice Dathomir boy. He was raised in a matriarchal society, right? He has good so manners. He has good manners. There's mm-hmm. no, just because, just because I am a demon person here to do the violent overthrow of your entire planet and subjugate your people doesn't mean I need to be rude about it. And like, that's hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway. So Satine's, um, what's what's he asking her about? Go, go, yeah, go, go. So, so Maul's like, hey girl, what's your deal? And Satine's like, You're <laughs> you're a piece of shit. I fucking hate you. And uh-huh. blah blah blah. And then Maul's like, Hey, where are your friends? And Satine basically is like, Well, they're either dead or they're uh dead. <laughs> um and uh, and Satine's like, but I'm stuck with this asshole right next to me who's all corrupt and vile. And Maul is giddy <laughs> like, little, like a schoolgirl. He's like, vile, corrupt. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, candy. He's like, okay, so I'm not talking to your self-righteous ass anymore. I'm going to move to the yeah, next Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so he steps uh, over to Almec's cell. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and he likes what he senses and sees because he can tell mm-hmm. that Almec is a scumbag. The kind of scumbag he can work with. Uh, so his kind of scum, yeah, that's his kind of scum. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Savage. Uh, uh, so while they're talking, uh, Savage is like standing guard, and there's some guard that's like, "Hey guys, con- <laughs> what are you doing out of your cell?" And Savage just like force pulls and murders him. Well, he he force pulls him over and suspends him up in the air by his throat. While and and Savage, uh, no Savage, Maul doesn't even acknowledge this is happening. He's continue, he's continuing to talk to Almec and like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you the prime minister, okay? Mm-hmm. And Almec's like, okay, but I thought you were working with Previsla. And then Savage snaps the Death Watch guy's neck, drops him, and Maul goes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, so they break so, him they break him out of jail. Uh and yeah. What's the plan now? So Maul's like, hey, so Pre Vizla's a stupid ass fucking soldier, so I figure if yeah. I if I challenge him to one on one combat, then I can somehow manipulate everybody to follow me. And Omex's mm-hmm. like, Well actually, as per our tradition, if you do that, you get to take over the world. Right. What like, a what? helpful scumbag. <laughs> uh. And so Maul's like, excellent. And so they go to the palace and they just walk in. And right? Maul, in front of all of the assembled members of Death Watch, challenges Pre Vizsla to single fucking honor bound whatever goddamn look at how big my cock is combat. Yeah. Okay. And the fight was badass. Uh, uh, right. I, uh, this is one of those scenes where, y'all, you have to watch it for yourself if you've never seen yeah. the Star Wars before. Uh, uh, shout out to the back, the constant background shots of Satine's painting overlooking Right, them. exactly. There's no way that this fight was not staged directly in front of Satine's giant-ass Picasso portrait uh, accidentally. That's that's intentional. Like, sh- her, 
her the spirit of her pacifism and peace is watching this horror show go down. But before the fight even starts, one thing, quick thing. Okay. Beautiful thing. So Previs is like, give him his weapon. And so Bo-Katan tosses uh, Maul his lightsaber. And so Maul heard about the close-up shot that Savage got earlier in the episode. And he was like, hold my beer. <laughs> because he gets a tight close-up in his face and ignites his lightsaber and growls. And I'm sorry, y'all, I didn't note the timestamp on this one because I was too busy swooning <laughs> over, <laughs> over that whole moment um, and don't you wish you had a you had a repeat uh feature now like i was talking I about find before. you adorable i find, find you adorable. adorable i find you adorable <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing <clears throat> anyway the fight is really really fucking good um because it showcases the full arsenal of a set of mandalorian armor as used against a force user yep which it's it, they're specifically beautiful. trained to fight Jedi, which Jedi fight very defensively. Uh, Sith do not. Typically, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And I actually found a quote from Dave Filoni about this fight scene, right? Cool. And he says, it was, without a doubt, the best fight we had ever done. Hmm. Until the next episode, and that one's better. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, he's he's justifiably very proud of this fight scene. It's so fucking good. Y'all go watch it. Just yeah. go go watch it. Oh, uh, my God. Shout out to the uh, flamethrower. Shout out to the flamethrower. Turns who, out it's really who knew, effective. Who knew Maul could just duck? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just duck? It just and it helps that he's that he's bald. So the heat off of the flamethrower going right over his back didn't, like, burn off any hair or anything. So yeah, that's helpful. Um, anyway, towards the end of the fight, they both end up disarmed of their sabers. And now it's a fucking brawl. But one of them has horns on his head and metal feet and the other one does not. Right. So Maul so, wins. <laughs> yeah. So Maul, very dramatically at the base of the throne, picks up the dark saber because symbolism matters. Uh, of course. It's important that he use the dark saber for this. Picks up the dark saber and beheads Pre Vizsla. Yep. Now I had Cuts my his head. Now, I had in my notes they originally intended to animate the head being popped off and rolling yes, off the side. Yes, they did. What? Yeah, no, that was the original. That was in the original script that we would see the smoking severed head of Pre Vizsla go bump 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 down the stairs. And I was reading more about this. It was supposed to be a callback to Empire Strikes Back, the scene where Luke is in the cave and he cuts off Vader's head and it rolls. Oh. It was supposed to it was supposed to slightly resemble that, which means okay, okay. we would have had a close-up shot of a fucking decapitated head on a kid's uh-huh. show. <laughs> so uh, for some reason they cut it. I don't I don't know why. I have to agree with Cartoon Network on this one. That would have been a little much for me. It's a bit fucking much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so um Maul declares himself to be now the um you know, leader of the Death Watch. The Death Watch guys all start taking a knee. Bo Katan is like, uh the fuck you are. Yeah. You're you you are not a Mandalorian. You cannot be the leader of Mandalore. And she turns to all of the Death Watch guys and she's like, you're all traitors. And yeah. Maul. Maul says, Unfortunately for you, history will not see it that way. And he's, uh, that's, call, call, talk about foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Yeah, 
But then Maul says, okay, I understand that you're upset. How about you leave peacefully and we'll just uh, break up and yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. like, you know, bygones, right? Bygones and bygones. Um, <laughs> yes, it no. totally worked that way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Attack. Bo-Katan and the Night Owls have to run for their lives. Yeah. And it's wow. Just, it, and, and then, uh, uh, yeah, they escape. They manage to escape. And sure. Maul, Maul turns to Almec and is like, go rule my people. And end of the fucking episode, what? But we end the episode. With a shot of Maul mm. sitting on Satine's throne. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most climbable cartoon laps I've seen in a long time. <laughs> just... uh, and, and true story, that has been my Sir. phone background all week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good shot. Mm-hmm. I mean. And not just my because the, the season five animation stuff is popping in these episodes because it is it's amazing it's not just that it's the way he's sitting where he's like he's got one leg up and he's all casual and a little irreverent and dangerous and he looks like he's about to tell you what a good or perhaps bad girl you are i'm just maybe i'm projecting but that's what it looks like to me i love it i love it anyway so that's the end of the episode wow (laughs) okay so um let's let's take a pause here uh, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Are we ready to talk about my favorite Clone Wars episode? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever ready. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. <sighs> All right, so moving on to the next episode, we have Season 5, Episode 16, The Lawless. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is Morality Separates Heroes from villains. Palpatine. (laughs) Well, eh, Obi-Wan. Oh, sure. Whatever. Obi-Wan's the one who... Palpatine has no crisis here. Palpatine has a goddamn party here. Uh, Obi-Wan is the one who has to... He has that moment where he has to choose. So, yeah. This is is super on the nose for Obi-Wan. Okay, fine. But anyway... uh, Do you want to do the announcer bit? Neutral star systems in peril. Darth Maul and Savage Opress command the planet Mandalore through the puppet Prime Minister Almec while they expand their criminal enterprise. With the Death Watch removed from power, the Jedi unaware of the villainous plot, nothing stands in the way of Darth Maul's vision for a vast criminal empire. We now find Duchess Satine imprisoned as her few remaining loyal subjects make a desperate attempt to rescue her. Dun dun dun. Ba, 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 okay. Um, also, real quick. Top of the episode, before we get into the rest of this, uh, there is a title card at the very top <clears throat> that says, oh, In yeah. Memory of Ian, Ian Abercrombie. Uh, he is the, we talked about this last time, he was the voice of Palpatine uh, up to this point, and he passed away on January 26th, 2012. And this episode has some of the last recordings he ever did. Yep. Last thing so. he ever did, ever, in his whole career. I was about to say, I'm sure yeah. he did other things after he left the the recording booth, but yes. Yeah, for his, for, and for like, th- literally this episode, and I think there is a short piece in season, si- uh, season six scene where, like, Maybe. his very yeah. last work is recorded, so mm-hmm. very significant. So, um, also, I saw in another interview with Dave Filoni something to keep in mind going into this episode and honestly going into the rest of Clone Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. According to Dave Filoni early, early on in the, we're going to make a Clone Wars show, show process. There was a mandate from George Lucas 
okay, mm-hmm. that any major characters who do not appear in the movies have to be killed off by the end of Clone Wars. Uh, well, luckily, so, uh, uh, luckily, uh, Star Wars was sold to Disney, so that way Ahsoka could live. <laughs> Right? Because he totally would have killed Oh my her. god, no, you're right. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that means, oh, that means that Dave Filoni and them went into the production of Clone Wars knowing that if they couldn't find a way to talk him out of it, they're going to have to kill Ahsoka Tano by the right. end. Right, right. The same. Oh, the same. What a pig. Thank you, anyway. Disney. Thank. thank you, Disney. My master, thank you. The mouse reached down his bene- benevolent cartoon-gloved hand and lifted Ahsoka... From the perils of George Lucas's ownership. Thank you. Yeah, so we, so we start off in jail. We see uh, Maul going to Satine going, look, my bad. I'm sorry I did everything. And he gives her the planet, right? Yeah, 100%. No. But what does happen? So Satine is in prison, right? Yeah. Uh, Satine, very- she's looking very upset and sad, understandably. Well, yeah, some some shit has gone down. Yeah. Uh, she's a very responsible world leader. She's very concerned for her citizens, even though they're a bunch of assholes. But suddenly, the door doth open. <gasps> and who should be there to rescue her? Corky Kenobi. <laughs> Corky! Corky is there to rescue Satine. And as soon as the door opens, she rushes to hug him. And I want you to make a note of that shot. Mm-hmm. The shot where Satine rushes to hug Corky. Okay. By the way, he's super tall now. He grew up. He's grown up. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, 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 very much looks like uh, his mom and his dad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the animators have not let go of that special blend of facial features for both Satine and Gen Obi-Wan on his face. But okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, also, he's working with Bo. Yeah, okay. so immediately there is uh, tension, and we don't know mm-hmm. why, at least at this stage. We don't know why, scene. no. Yeah. Satine and Bo are like, I guess we are not mad at each other right now, and I'm like, what could this possibly mean? With the power of hindsight, of course I know, but anyway. Um, turns out all of the kids from his academy class, from that the episode back when they decided that they were going to go straight up fucking Hogwarts on some <laughs> shit and had to get rescued by Ahsoka back in yep, the day, Yep, yep. those kids are here. And they have some really severe eyeliner on. Uh, some choices were made. I yeah. maybe maybe they got out of the gay clubs when they f- heard that. Um, <laughs> heard that maybe that's how this whole plan part. got hatched. They were they were at the club. There's several shots in, and they're like, you know, fucking what? <laughs> Let's go rescue Sadine. Listen, anyway, uh, fireball shots and vodka sodas do some weird shit to you. Okay, they will convince you to do anything. Yeah, I yeah. don't know about you, but I'm ten feet tall and bulletproof on tequila. So, <laughs> unfortunately, that is what tequila does to me too. So, yeah. yeah. So, so they... anyway, Death Watch rolls up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, did you notice? Uh, I was like, huh. The Mandalorians like painted their armor really quickly. Uh, yeah. No, that was a really quick changeover. It was almost like Maul maybe had buckets of armor paint just on standby for when he definitely double crossed previously. <laughs> Listen, my skin is red, so therefore your armor <laughs> should be red. What? Yeah, like, I, I it's understand he did red it and black for, now. I understand he did it for practical reasons because, like, you need to tell the differences between one group versus the other. Right. Uh, exactly. But where they really lost me was the horns on the fucking armor. 
Okay, but there's only one dude who's got the horns, and I'm sorry that they lost you because those horns look fucking badass. And uh, they're foreshadowing what we're going to see later with the armorer and the Mandalorian. Yep. So the horns are a, a, a symbol of rank on this new Death Watch armor set. Uh, the guy with the horns is a captain. So people with horns have higher rank in Maul's Death Watch. Okay. So, of course. Obviously. Naturally. Anyway, the chase scene uh, is really good. Yep. They have to fly out of the city because they uh, Satine's like, we need to get a fucking transmission to Obi-Wan. Uh, but right. they can't. They can't do it because they're you know all the. She's got no can. cell reception. Yeah, she's got. <laughs> she's holding her here. phone up, trying to find bars. You know, she's just running around. Look, Satine, <laughs> this is what you have. What you get for getting Cricket Mobile. You know. <laughs> well, maybe if she had something better than a fucking jitterbug. Anyway. <laughs> So they finally get to where she's got some cell reception and it's, you know, a bunch of Mandalorian teenagers and what's left of the night owls trying to hold off Death Watch long enough for her to make the help me Obi-Wan Kenobi phone call. I love that. And like no fucking wonder that he cannot resist when he gets that same kind of call from Leia in A New Hope. Right. Thank you. Because he would like an opportunity to save someone, please. Just fucking once. Just, yeah. Please. Which, you know, we'll talk about that in 10 years when we get to a new hope. Oh, my God. He finally does. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Corky gets punched out. Satine gets scooped up by the Death Watch. And we cut to the two most helpful members of the Jedi Council calling in Obi-Wan for a meeting. Yeah, so Ki-Adi Mundi and Yoda... Uh, uh, they're like, hey, we're the good guys. We're Jedi. We're going to help people. We're not going to let any politics get in our way, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, this, oh, this fucking conversation. Okay. So they're like, Obi-Wan, I want you to watch this really super troubling message because we know that you're friends with Satine. Are you upset now? Cool. All right. We are not going to help. Right? What the fuck? And... Shout out to the animators and the season five uh, rigging on face character models because they've got micro expressions now. And Obi-Wan is furious. I'm, what, why? Of course, I was furious. His voice is calm. His face is fury. Just, oh. I mean, it's just a little things. It's a little like a little crinkling around his nose or you can see he's grimacing into his beard and trying to keep his shit together. It's so good. And they're like, we can't help. This is just an internal matter for Mandalore. They're a neutral system. We're so sorry. And I'm like, okay, then, motherfuckers, explain on, Duran. You can't interfere in internal matters. Explain on, Duran. Is it that you can't interfere in internal matters or... You don't want to. Or is it that Onderon promised you that they would be lo- loyal to the Republic if you went in and interfered and saved them, and Mandalore has not promised you shit, and they're a neutral system, so there's no political or military benefit to you helping Mandalore right now. Is that I what hate, it is? I fucking hate the Jedi. That's all. <sighs> That's all I got. I'm so infuriated. I just... It's so, it's so hypocritical. It is so... Corrupt. This war has eaten the heart right out of the Jedi Order and turned them into this. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Anyway, gold star to Obi-Wan for keeping his shit together during sure. this whole meeting. For sure. Because mm. anyway. if, 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 if this were Padme and Anakin, woo! There would, ju- oh, there would be some flexing and shattering of walls going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because goddamn. Anyway, we cut right back to Mandalore. Uh, where Almec 
has informed Maul that Satine has been recaptured, but not before she made a phone call to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and Maul's all good. (laughs) (laughs) He's so pleased. And again, shout out to the animators, because Maul is kind of standing there like half meditating. His eyes are closed, you know? And then when Almec tells him, that Satine made a call to Obi-Wan. He opens his eyes, and you can see his eyes roll down out of his head. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he was like in REM cycle, but that shit woke him up, and he woke up happy. I know. That's that, accurate. Just, mm. Accurate. 100%. Fucking love it. Anyway, uh, he's like, okay, so Almec, um, you're going to keep Mandalore neutral, because as long as Mandalore's neutral, the Jedi have no jurisdiction here. So if Obi-Wan's going to show up, he's going to show up alone. And he's right. 100%. (laughs) I love him. I love that he has baited this trap so well. And it works, because then what happens? Uh, So uh, we see the twilight, uh, which has seen better days. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It Uh, has. uh, Obi-Wan is landing with a look of concern on his face. Not entirely sure he's going to be able to land. What the fuck did Anakin fucking do to the twilight? Uh, look, it's Anakin Skywalker. We can only imagine what bullshit he's <laughs> oh pulled my in God. this ship. Well, I know one thing he's done to it, because we have, as, as Obi-Wan flies in, we have a ding on the nose art counter. Ah. Yeah. I have had that in I'm going se- to send you a picture. Oh, uh, send. Send it, bitch. All right. Look, look at that. <laughs> uh. Painted... N- Right under the cockpit window what? of the Twilight. Do you see it? Is a little cartoon Anakin Skywalker, child Anakin Skywalker, in a little cartoon pod racer. And over the top of it, in Oribesh, it says, Wizard! Three exclamation points. That's badass. Yeah. Uh, did he, does he have another piece of art where he's slaughtering the uh, Tusken Raiders? <laughs> That's on the other side of the ship. Oh, we okay. just didn't see it. Yeah, we didn't okay. see it. It wasn't in the shot. Anyway, so yeah, he's Childhood. been doing some shit. To this ship. Anyway, uh, so Obi-Wan gets to the dock. The ship is busted. He can barely get out the fucking loading ramp. And he is wearing his Rocco Hardeen. I know. I, was, I have in my notes, Rocco Hardeen returns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here we have we have a new counter. I I'm, I'm don't know why we didn't have it before, but I would like to introduce a new counter here. Oh, wow. Because uh, one of the Death Watch dock security guys steps up and Obi-Wan gets our first official ding on the, what do I want to call it? Let me scroll up. On the luring dock security agents on board your ship for nefarious purposes counter. (laughs) (laughs) Because this Uh, is going to happen a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So call back to A New Hope where Obi-Wan gets the guy on the ship. And and steals his goddamn outfit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> i love it and uh he looks really good in mandalorian armor i just want to that's a good look sir yeah you know he said he said when ventress handed him her lightsaber a while back uh he said red's not my color and that's just not true R- red works on you sir the red and black thing well mm. red lightsaber not so much the armor mm-hmm. he can keep that mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway bo-katan totally sees him yeah, and is like that's a fucking Jedi. Only a fucking that's Jedi would pull that bullshit. So she doesn't exactly. She doesn't do anything to him yet, right? Because uh, one of her night owls is like lining up a shot on him, and she holds up a hand. She's like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're gonna let this play out, which is a good idea because Obi Wan just fucking walks into the prison. 
right? Uh, yeah, Ohobiwan heads to the jail. He finds the Duchess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he opens the, the jail cell. Her back is to the entrance. She's like, what bullshit are you going to do to me now? And, she, and Obi-Wan says something. I forget what he said. She says, here to do more of your master's bidding. I do my own bidding. And she's like, oh, that was so sassy. It's Obi-Wan. <laughs> and she hugs him. And she she hops up and flings herself into his arms. And it is exactly the same shot yep. as when she ran into Corky's arms earlier. The animators would really like to telegraph as clearly as they can that Corky is Obi-Wan's son. Yep. So yep. It's yep. all right there. And you notice Obi-Wan doesn't, like, you can tell he wants to hug her, but he doesn't. Yeah. He like. He's like, oh, God, okay, okay. And he, like, <laughs> gently pushes her away. And in my notes, all caps, OMG, Obi-Wan, admit you want to hug her. Don't, he's Just, like, don't oh. get hard, don't get hard, don't get hard, don't get hard. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're wearing armor, sure. it's okay, no one's going to see you. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, the Mandalorian armor's got a cod piece, probably specifically for that reason. <laughs> um, anyway, they have a prison break, it's pretty cool, they almost fucking make it satine's like we should contact my sister for reinforcements obi-wan is like you have a sister wait what um so yeah surprise to all of us and uh yeah yeah no uh real real big callback when they're in the in the the elevator in the jail to get out oh uh there's a there's another mandalorian there that's like uh do you i don't see have a record of a prisoner transfer which is another callback to a new hope oh okay Sorry, I was trying to to move through the action sequences, but I guess yeah, we have so, to do the callbacks. No, just to, we'll have to do that part. Yeah, so they 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 fight their way. They try to fight their way out. Um, they actually, uh, Satine and Obi Wan actually manage to get onto the Twilight, but you know, Twilight doesn't work that well. It does not. Mm-mm. And Maul comes. Maul and Savage come out, and Maul's all so proud of himself, and he orders the <laughs> Mandalorians to uh, rocket blast the Twilight, and the Twilight is no more. It crashes, and the crash is really spectacular. Yeah. And, like, Obi-Wan does the best he can to try and, and save him and Satine, but he is alone. And operating alone is not, it's, he's, he's just fucking outnumbered and overwhelmed yeah. in every way yeah. in this situation. This was a huge gamble, and it's not paying off. So they crash, and there's smoke everywhere on this dock, and Obi-Wan got his bell rung pretty hard, so he's, like, trying to shake off the cobwebs. And then Maul and Savage Opress walk out of the smoke. And that's when you know you're fucking cooked, sir. Yeah, when, that's when, it. when the Sith do the drama, dramatic walking through the fog or smoke or something, yeah. and they come out and with smiles on their faces. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> and Savage just scoops up Satine's unconscious form, throws her over his shoulder like a caveman. I know. And they scoop up Obi-Wan, and now we're back in the throne room. Yeah. Because Maul has a moment to save her. Yep. God. The scene is so fucking rough, man. I just... <sighs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. We can get through this. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It, it'll be okay, Steph. We'll, we'll, we'll be uh, sensitive uh, during this scene. Anyway, so Maul's force choking Satine. <laughs> I need you... <laughs> I knew it! I knew you were going to do that! Okay. Before he scoops her up, because you can't just start force choking her without some kind of sort of really ominous verbal foreplay because you're Maul, right? So he, in speaking to Obi-Wan, who is being held in between two Death Watch, says, Your noble flaw is a weakness shared by you and your Duchess. 
And then he force chokes her, lifts her up, and is carrying her down the stairs in midair with him as he stalks closer to Obi-Wan. And he says, you should have chosen the dark side, Master Jedi. And okay, another new counter right here. I would like to introduce the Your Emotions Betray You counter. Ah, that's a good one. Because it's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. Uh, But I think this is... Okay, chronological order. This is the first time I think we're hearing the your, your emotions betray you shtick. Yeah. But in real life order, of course, obviously, this happened originally in the original trilogy. And uh, it just keeps being said by dark side people. It, the taunting it, light side people. Yeah, just, emotions uh, betray you. Join us. We will bring order to the galaxy. All those, All those fun, wonderful things that they believe in. It's like the dark side only has a few set of standard responses. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Just click through them. Something's going to work. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah. We will respond Maul's to you in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maul's like, you should have gone for the dark side. I can tell that you are super angry right now. And that's really hot. And Obi-Wan's like, no. Uh, the real strength is resisting the dark side. Oh. And he's, but he's right. He is right. Like Absolutely. the dark side is easy. It's so easy to fall for the dark side. And then he starts to try and appeal to Maul. Perhaps as a person, perhaps just to undermine his triumph in this moment and and make him crack and just attack Obi-Wan directly and drop her. Yep. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. But he's like, I know the decision to join the dark side wasn't yours. The Night Sisters made it for Silence! Talking about a man's mom. <laughs> it pissed him off, but not in the way that Obi-Wan was probably hoping. Yeah... Because he, Maul, says, I never planned on killing you, but I will make you share my pain, Kenobi. And? And? Why are you going to make me say it? And? Because I'm I'm, going to do it with the tact of a bull. Okay. And so he uses the force to float Satine forward onto his ignited dark saber. Stabs her straight through Mm -hmm. and then flings her onto the floor in front of Obi-Wan. Brutal. Fucking brutal. So Obi-Wan obviously rushes to her side and scoops her up. And while Maul goes to sit back on the throne and gloat in his moment of ultimate triumph over his enemy, Obi-Wan cradles Satine in his arms. And she says... I've loved you always. I always will. And then she dies. And she dies. And he finally kisses her on the hand. A a moment of affection that he has never allowed himself to show her up to this point. He finally, he missed every opportunity. He didn't even hug her earlier. When it was just the two of them in the cell, nobody would have fucking seen you, dude. But now she's dead. So all Ugh. you can do is kiss her hand. Ugh. I mean, I'm okay. I'm so glad <laughs> that <laughs> the first time that we're fucking recording right. this <laughs> session right. on video. I was just thinking that. Uh, yeah. So we're you know what? This... You talk for a minute. I'm okay. Gonna... I, okay. Fine. Be five. Yeah. So this is like like earth shattering scene. We're sad. We're crying. And fucking Savage has to break the mood with his Sithness. 
So, so suddenly Savage is like, so do we kill him now, brother? Huh? 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 And I'm like, Savage, come on, man. Breaking the fucking mood. If you just let Obi-Wan linger oh, in his God. suffering a little bit longer, it would have been hotter. Anyway, so while... Oh, shut up! Fuck it, you! No, sir! I'm saying this from, How the dare. Sith, from the Sith perspective, not from our perspective. So, so Maul, uh-huh. um, Maul, uh-huh. Maul, slightly annoyed, says, no, they must suffer, you asshole. Thanks for ruining the fucking mood. <laughs> <laughs> Send him back to his cell, let him marinate in his grief, whatever. Yeah. Okay, cut to Coruscant. Coruscant? What are we doing in Coruscant? What's happening? We are sensing a disturbance in the dark side of the force, uh-huh. is what we're doing. Palpatine calls for his ship. Palpatine has, uh, in my notes, the drag queen removing the wig, the nails, the earrings <laughs> moment. She's getting ready to fucking fight. You are correct. Oh, my God. <sighs> so, um, I don't know what's happening. I'm just looking at my notes and I see a line in all caps that says, OMG, Obi-Wan's face. I just can't. I know. Um, uh, Obi-Wan, so Obi-Wan's fucking heartbroken. Um, oh, that's right. They're they're flying him over to the prison. They're transporting right. him to the prison, and you know it's bad when his hair has come loose and it's just sort of waving in the wind. And he's just he's 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 in shock. He's just sitting there, like processing sort of the enormity of this grief. But then, what what happens? What uh, interrupts his suddenly, moody moment? Uh, suddenly, Bo-Katan and her owl people come to attack and save <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, this part was they super do. cool. One of the guards had the light Obi Wan's lightsaber on him for some reason, and you see, like in the corner of a, of a background shot, the guard dropped the lightsaber on the ground. I was like, uh, "Why mm. would you still carry that?" Okay, anyway, All right. um, Fast and Furious Star Wars, so that Obi Wan can have, so that Obi Wan can have his lightsaber. Exactly. That's, uh, that's so. Uh, they're on a, like an open platform in the middle of the air. So Bo-Katan's like, "Hey, do you know how to fly one of our jetpacks?" And Obi Wan's like. Uh, no, but I'm a fast learner. And I'm and like, he is. Uh, but he is. In he this case, he is. Quick. But I was like, Obi-Wan's not a fast learner. <laughs> He's just using the <laughs> force and mean? letting his instincts take over. You exactly. Know? He's not. I'm a fast learner is Jedi code for I'm gonna let the force do this. That's this is not me. <laughs> I'm going to use the force. I don't actually have the skill, but the force fills in in a pinch. You know, that's that's how that is. Uh. Anyway, um, so they're fighty-fighty, being chased down, blah, blah, blah. And we get a fucking amazing money shot for this entire arc. Holy shit. So the there's hottest like a, fucking a hangar... shit I've ever seen in Star Wars. The hangar doors. You're talking about the hangar doors scene? Oh, no, no, no. Where uh, they uh, open? No, okay, no, then no. you you wait. You wait on your okay. hot shit, because we got other hot shit first. Okay. Um, so Obi-Wan and they're, they're running away. Uh, they get basically cornered against some hangar doors. They start to open. Obi-Wan is momentarily blinded by the light through it. Then the doors open and we see Obi-Wan very small in the foreground as the entire war for Mandalore is raging out there. And oh my God, it is this, this crazy like smoke and multiple people fighting all over the place and pew pew and explosions. All this shit is going down. It is a hellscape of a war zone out there. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, animators. Holy fucking shit. I and, mean. And this is a foreshadowing too of the last season. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We will see shots like this again. Um, but this is like everything that they've learned from like the season four animation up with like getting particulates in the air and everything and getting depth of field in the vision and stuff. And just uh, everything they've learned up to this point pays off in this episode from micro expressions on the characters to textures in, in various things floating in midair and stuff. It's so good. So fucking good. Um, I just, I just, I had to, I had to call out, call out that because, mm, god damn. Anyway, so then what happens? <laughs> uh, it is the true sexy moment of this episode. Oh, uh, fuck you. They're both sexy moments. <laughs> Do not diminish my sexy moment no, because I, you I, think your sexy moment it, is more. Sexy, sexy moments are subjective, so there's no wrong answer to that. To that to then that. it's not the true one. It's your favorite one. No, it's a true one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <gasps> <laughs> My opinion is fact! <laughs> She's just poorly written, and that's just facts. <laughs> the movies are objectively bad. Only one is very soon. Oh, fuck you people. I hate all y'all. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, thanks for driving up the views on my videos, Uh, though. So so there was that one scene, uh, at the very end of that scene you were talking about, though, didn't Bo-Katan say something like, Maul must really want you dead? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Obi-Wan's like, like, oh, you have have no no idea. idea. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Anyway, uh, Sidious arrives. So uh, Daddy Palpatine flies into Mandalore. Uh, and he lands, and I remember the first time I ever saw this episode, and I'm going, what the fuck is going on? What's happening right now? Like, every five seconds. Like, I'm just, my mind is fucking blown, because I don't think we've seen Sidious in action. Right, so this is the first time that we see Darth Sidious in the flesh. We have seen him before in Hollow. Like, calling people and telling them to kill their apprentices, or lurking creepily over a baby crib, stuff like that. But this is the first time we've seen him in the flesh. And and this is the first time we see him use force powers in the Clone War. Right. He's never done it before. We're fucking five seasons in. And we have never seen Darth Sidious fucking Darth it up. Well. So it's a little devastating. <laughs> right? Yeah, so he, um, just casu- he just casually walks up and there's some Mandalorian guards like, Hey, sir, can we see your... Uh, Sidious force, force chokes both of them simultaneously and just casually walks by. You know, he boots oh up God. the he boots up the speeder, <laughs> the platform speeder, and just flies away while the the two guys are dead, and that's it. Right. And right. It's like what the fuck? I know. Like he was. It was not even hard. Um, and then he we cut to I think Maul is in his throne room, and he he says. <sighs> I sense a presence, a presence I haven't felt since. And again, call back to A New Hope. Yep. That's Vader's line. But this is not a presence you ever want to sense, ever. Uh, no, because then he goes, <gasps> Master. And Daddy's home! <laughs> right. Uh, uh, two, oh at that God. moment, two other Mandalorian guards who are waiting at the front entrance of the throne room uh, get slammed into the back of the wall, ascended up 20 feet, and force choked and killed and dropped. <laughs> that's not that's not subtle at all, you know? <laughs> and Sidious doesn't even need to lift a hand to do it. He's just got his hands folded with his little hood on. And he didn't oh even fucking God. see them when he did it. 
He, he, no, he, in he wasn't right even in the room. The door wasn't even open. God damn it. Oh my god, he's so good. He's so bad. He's so good. <laughs> yep, so Palpatine so, walks in and he's like, hi, uh-huh. uh, what are you doing? <laughs> and Maul takes a knee. Yep. Immediately. And he's like, oh, master, I'm so glad you're here. How, uh, How are you doing? Yeah, I was, I was just doing now? all of this. I was doing all of this Mandalore shit to earn my way back into your good graces. And so Maul has the sense to take a knee. Savage does not. Savage doesn't know who the fuck this is. Right. Savage is just pacing behind his brother looking confused because all both of his brain cells are trying to spark up something for this situation. He doesn't know what the fuck. <laughs> so, hmm. But what does Sidious say to Maul? Hmm. How unfortunate that you are attempting to deceive me. <laughs> A.K.A. Bitch, you lying. <laughs> yeah yeah and then, and he's like you are no longer my apprentice you have become a rival <laughs> and, <laughs> and the coolest my favorite one of my favorite lightsaber battles of all time happens now Dude, uh savage it's and so maul good it is so good like literally y'all uh if they're if, if I'm in a bad mood or having a bad day, I go on YouTube and I do a search for Maul versus Sidious and I watch this. I have like this single lightsaber battle I've watched more than any other Star Wars. I'm, I'm, I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how is this your happy place? Like when I'm having a bad day, I go and search up the um, intro sequence to Peacemaker and I just watch that a few times um, because that's just serotonin straight into my brain. But... But this fight, this is this is your serotonin, huh? This I, is your happy I, place. I love a good action sequence, and it's so good though. And, like, and, you're not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm yeah. just saying that's a strong flavor. I mean, it, it's either <laughs> this or porn. Or I mean, this is basically porn for me. So, well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not seeing a huge difference, right? Yeah, and anyway, and, and also like you know, the Star Wars nerd in me, I know that uh, Shiv Palpatine has mastered all of the different styles of lightsaber combat. And mm-hmm. you see this motherfucker switching between all of them at, at se- seamlessly to fight Maul and, and Savage. And at certain points, he makes it look fucking easy. And that's the insane part. He doesn't just make it look easy. He makes it look fun. I know. And he's, This is the he's most laughing. fun he's had in years. Yeah, he's laughing. Because when's the last time he got to fucking cut loose on anybody? I know. Ugh. He has been so controlled and so so keeping everything locked down and under wraps, but now he just gets to let his fucking evil freak flag fly, and he's loving it, loving it. Just, oh. So I mean, I'm happy for him, I guess. Right. I don't know. Anyway, so y'all just watch the fight. Just watch the fight. It's amazing, and I. Yeah, but we cut away from their fight to the fucking. Are we calling this the Battle of Mandalore? Is that what this is? Uh, because no, this it's is not. the Battle of Mandalore happened. The siege of Mandalore happens. And yeah, seven. that's the siege of Mandalore. This is different, though. This like is the, I don't know what to call this. But this the is planet battle. <laughs> this is fucking insane. And so yeah. Bo Bo Katan basically they carve a path through this war zone to get Obi Wan to a ship, and Bo Katan's like, "You need to go and tell the Republic what's going on here." Yeah, And Obi-Wan's like, are you sure? Because that means the Republic is definitely going to come back and invade your planet. And Bo-Katan says, Yes, and Maul will die. But Mandalore will survive. We always survive. Foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. 
And I'm just saying, she's a fucking, she's, she's a patriot. She, this, compare this to everything previous Lissetter did. Oh, absolutely. Like, she actually gives a fuck about Mandalore. And I want to, I will cite this moment right here and everything that, that comes to follow in the Siege of Mandalore to anybody who bitches about Bo-Katan wanting her fucking sword back in the Mandalorian. And about how she doesn't deserve it or fucking whatever. There's a lot of fanboys out there that shit all over Bo-Katan and her quest for the Darksaber in the Mandalorian. And it's because she gives a fuck about her planet, you assholes. Absolutely. Saying. She gives a fuck about her people. She is, in fact, Satine's sister in this moment. Okay? Yeah. And Obi-Wan realizes it. Yep. Because Obi-Wan is always realizing people's interpersonal relationships too late. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna see it again in revenge of the sith saying absolutely uh and he tells her i'm so sorry about satine and then he takes off oh. meanwhile epic sith fight still ongoing in the plaza yeah and, holy and, shit and palpatine you know he's breathing harder he's like okay you know i'm getting kind of tired of having to fight so he separates maul and savage uh-huh. uh takes the Takes the fight to Savage, murders Savage without even having to look at him. Yeah. Yeah. And he laughs. He stabs him behind himself and just, I just, mm. and, and poor, and, poor Savage. Yeah. Savage, uh, unfortunately, the de- you see the death of mere magic leaving him and causing him to evaporate. Palpatine lets Maul have this moment. Yes. Because he's a cool And this bitch. moment, this moment mirrors almost exactly Obi-Wan cradling Satine. As Maul scoops up his brother's hand and and is kneeling over his dying body as all of the Night Sister magic bleeds out of him, and Savage shrinks back to his previous form. He demonstrifies as the magic bleeds out of him. Mm-hmm. And as he's shrinking back to his natural form, he says, Brother, I am an unworthy apprentice. I'm not like you. I never was. <laughs> and he really never was. He never was, no. He never wanted to be the monster. Mm-mm. He was a good brother. He was a good person and a good brother before the Night Sisters got a hold of him and corrupted him and turned him into a monster. And him saying, I never was, means that somewhere deep down inside Monster Savage, original Savage has been watching this happen. He has known this whole time that it's not who he is. Yeah, yeah. I just... I love it. I mean, I don't like... I, I don't love that he's dead, but I love that... I, uh, this, the, it, this, this moment was so well executed. I love that he's free. Right. That's what I love about this. Absolutely. So yeah, fucking Palpatine <gasps> is like, yeah. So I mean, he says something. Are fancy. you done being sad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's like, you you forgot the, like the only rule of the Sith is like there can only be two, and mm. you are no longer my apprentice. You've been replaced. Um, so, um, but real quick, when he says there can be only two, do you think that was a nod to the fact that a character voiced by Clancy Brown just died? And Clancy Brown played the Kurgan in the Highlander oh, movie. Oh, I never thought about that AKA, there before. can be only one. <laughs> the Kurgan. Oh, my God. I love what a, with the mullet. <laughs> no, no, no. But the mullet only lasted a little while. Eventually, he shaved his whole head and put a bunch of staples in it. Thank God. He got real scary. And it was 
No, but it was good, but it was it, bad. It, it was, was good, good, but yeah, bad. <laughs> anyway. It was, it's what we call dirty hot. Anyway, you were saying, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, so uh, 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 I read a lot of stuff about this one line, but when Palpatine's like, you have been replaced, you're no longer my apprentice, I don't mm-hmm. think he was talking about Dooku. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. No. He's talking about Anakin. He's, he's trading them both in for a younger model uh-huh. very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Maul pulls the dark saber, so he's got the dark saber and the red saber, and he goes after Palpatine, and it works out really well for him, and he wins, right? Yeah, bless his heart. Uh, they have I a, know. they have an awesome <laughs> last gasp fight. Um, Maul does get a shot or two in with a kick. He does, but it's not enough. Uh, Palpatine uh, d- disables him. And slams him around, slams him into that mural of of Jedi being slaughtered by Mandalorians. And just, oh, he beats the shit out of him, drops Maul to the ground, and Maul is begging for mercy? Yeah. Have mercy. Uh, please. How legit do we feel like that is? Uh, he's, this is the moment where he realizes how out of the league, out of his league he is. And I legitimately believe that, you know, because Palpatine did train Maul when he was, since he was a little boy. All of the trauma, all of the pain, all of the memories of torture that he experienced by Palpatine's hands yeah. through training probably comes flooding back, and he becomes that little boy oh again. And he's begging for mercy, just like he used to. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sympathy for all the devils in this episode. Jesus. I mean, I, oh, baby. Anyway, poor little baby Maul. Who never had a choice either, really, as Obi-Wan pointed out earlier. Um, so uh, he begs for mercy. And what what, is, what does Palpatine say? Maul is begging for mercy. And Palpatine's like, oh, you silly summer child. <laughs> there is no mercy. And fucking lightning bolts him. <laughs> fucking. This is, is this the first time we've seen Force Lightning in the Clone War? Uh, Surely from, not. From Surely Sidious? Dooku has used it. From Sidious, yeah, from Sidious is, yes. Dooku's used lightning okay. a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Force lightnings the shit out of him. And then he says the line that you called out earlier. Do not worry. I'm not going to kill you. I have other uses for you. <laughs> and then more lightning, more screaming, more cackling. End of episode. What? <laughs> How do we feel? How do we feel about, I mean, what a, about these episodes? So, so my only, I don't have, it's not a criticism, it's an observation. So much shit happens in this arc. So much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when we've had other arcs this season in particular that were like, not as action packed. Um, and I don't know how I feel Looking about that. Looking at you, droid episodes. Looking at you. Well, not just the droid episodes. Like, you know, we had the terrorism episodes. We had, <laughs> um, we had. Truth. You know, it's, 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 the season feels so bipolar, but, um, we also are starting to see and experience like what the true awesome power of Clone Wars is while also witnessing like some of the background noise that was starting to happen with Cartoon Network and Clone and the Clone Wars production team. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, cause, uh, cause, uh, my notes on this, on this arc is that Cartoon Network was really heavy handed with the feedback in this, in these episodes. Granted, you know, Dave Filoni and team wanted to do some savage shit, uh, which 
They still oh, managed yeah. to pull off some really horrible shit, but mm-hmm. they wanted to take it a step further. And that's a head, that's a hell of a pivot. We're now officially entering the final stages of the Clone Wars. We're now starting to f- experience the dark side as at mm-hmm. its apex. Um, right. And like, what the fuck did you think you bought, Cartoon Network? I know. This and is it, this is not a fluffy. There's no happy ending here. No, this no. has to end leading into Revenge of the Goddamn Sith. Exactly, and we see the Jedi at their most hollow at this point. Yeah. You know, yeah, hollow's a good word. Yeah, the the ruler. Okay, Yoda and and Conehead dude, the, the leader. Mundi. Uh, he's Conehead dude to me. Um, <laughs> the leader of a very important system. Is asking you for help. Yes, mm-hmm. they're neutral. Yes, they're at this point because she's being attacked, not promising any policy changes. But do you really think right. if you didn't help them at this point, they they wouldn't have joined the Republic? Do you really think that? You think you think if you maybe maybe if you go and fucking help them and show them that the Republic isn't uh, just a fucking herd of warmongers and that you the Jedi actually have a code to which they still hew more than just Obi Wan does. Like, maybe maybe they wouldn't, you know, sign the fuck up or at least be less neutral and more supportive. I'm just fucking. Anyway, goddamn. It's infuriating. Just, the, this arc really, um, really embodied something that Clone Wars has really learned how to do so well, which is tell the epic story. Like, whole planet at war, forces of darkness colliding in an epic battle. Like, tell the big picture story and... Tell the very, very small picture, very personal story, like between Obi-Wan and Satine. Mm-hmm. Like that that world of history between them embodied in her final moments. Just, oh my God. So just the fact that this show can can tell both of those stories, like span that whole spectrum of storytelling in one arc is amazing. It's so good. I just, this show is so fucking good. Yeah, and, and this is this is oh. And my, I think my favorite thing about this arc is that everything seemed effortless. Like they didn't, right? Yeah, they didn't make things pretentious. They just let the they let everything just unfold the way it was going to unfold. And like the you know my the the Star Wars surprise of introducing Palpatine into the mix was I know. fucking huge. And you know I. <sighs> I used to joke around a lot with people, like you know, but you know, way before Clone Wars, uh, where Revenge of the Sith come was coming out. Mm-hmm. I was making jokes with friends, like, "Man, I, I, I want, I want Anakin to be thrown into a vat of magma in the first ten minutes, come out as Vader, and just kick ass and, and kill people for like two hours, right?" Uh huh. But then I see moments like Palpatine coming out and doing this shit. Or, right. you know, much later, Rogue One, Vader doing the hallway I scene. Know. I don't want two oh hours of that. That, no, that it would be exhausting. Yeah, it would be exhausting yeah, and, and I would be scared. Yeah, and it's, again, you know, that's that's a really strong flavor. Like, Vader is a lot. You use that sparingly. Otherwise, it'll overwhelm the whole dish, right. you know? Right, right. I'm hungry, can you tell? Oh my god, I want a burrito so bad. <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. Um, so I loved this arc. This arc is amazing. And also... This is this is kicking off some shit for for fucking Clone Wars. Like it's like th- this is hey, this is the scale that we operate at now. Right. So but also you know. this is the from a production standpoint, this is the beginning of the end for yeah. uh Cartoon Network and Lucasfilm. 
Yeah, yeah, because they're clashing too hard over exactly where the story needs to fucking go. Right. And you can't fight that. You cannot fight the inevitable tide and gravity that is the Star Wars story. There's no changing it. It's going to go where it's going to go. The Force wants what the Force wants. Exactly. So. And, you know, the the um, <clears throat> there's all kinds of production that we'll talk about for the next arc, which is, oof, this next arc, it, the next arc is brutal. Um, but, yeah. um you know, Cartoon Network wants it to be more kid-friendly. They want more Ahsoka. <laughs> okay, um, we'll give you Ahsoka. Right? <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to um, look at Season 6 through that lens because this is, like, the mm-hmm. probably the first... This is the first time I've been watching Clone Wars with a more analytical eye, so I'm, I'm catching right. things more and reading more about the background story, so I'm really keen on, uh, you know, going through that with you and... Mm-hmm. seeing what seeing what happens it's gonna be amazing do we have anything else for today um the only other thing i do want to mention um you know we 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 joke a lot about um you know not reading comic books and and books and all right. that kind of stuff even though i've been reading comic books and books for star wars even recently. though i have dark disciple loaded up on my audible right now uh yeah. why are we doing that Steph? we'll talk about that in a second um <laughs> okay i read the darth maul sons of dathomir series Oh yeah, I need to read that. Is it good? Fucking heartbreaking. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, I don't want my heart to be broken. It is badass. Um, Mother Talzin in her element. Um, rest nice. in peace, Mother Talzin. That's all I'll say. Mm. Yeah. Damn. I yeah. don't know if she can rest in peace, but no. It's a nice <laughs> but the Night Sisters live on, Steph. Of course they do. Yeah, because we see them in later stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, let's talk about, okay, okay, that's it for today? That's, that's it for these episodes. What else do you got? Right. Um, so, uh, do we want to talk about what we're talking about next time? Or what, where do you, what do you want to go? What do you want to do? I mean, do we want to talk about what we're planning to do? The big thing? Okay, so, okay, 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 okay. Let's do, next time, we're going to be starting off in the final arc of season five. What? It's a four episode arc. We're breaking it into two pieces. I know, I feel like this is just flying by at this point. I just, huh. so, so technically it's been uh, taking us two and a half years to get through Clone Wars. <laughs> it, but blink and you miss it, right? I, I, I know, mean, I know. <clears throat> this this right now, we're sitting in episode 66 of Dark Side Divas, and it feels like it it's barely anything. I just I feel like it's going so fast. It's not, but it feels so fast. But okay, okay. Next time we are gonna be covering the first two episodes in the final arc of season five of Clone Wars. So we will be talking about Season 5, Episode 17, Sabotage. And Season 5, Episode 18, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. Mm. But we are wrapping up Season 5. And what did we say we would do as a break in between Seasons 5 and 6? You would uh, jump on a plane and come to Disneyland with me. Okay, are you going to end COVID? Yeah. That's That'd be pl- amazing. That's part of the plan. I, I've been sitting on the cure the whole time. See, I've been watching Blacklist. So. I've been sitting on the cure the whole time, just waiting for the right moment to release it. And this So is that the- I can go to Disney with you. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, I whole hope plan. you also have a cure for my lupus in your back pocket Of as course well. I do. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Anyway, I know, I know. in some fantastical future where it is safe for my immunocompromised ass to travel, then yeah, I will go over there and we will do the thing. But in the meantime, our original plan was, in between Seasons 5 and Season 6, to read Dark Disciple. 
which is the Ventress novel. <gasps> because, well, and... because, and, and Quinlan Voss. Yeah. Because, so there's some arcs in season six that didn't get made for Clone Wars. Um, and so they got broken up into what you mentioned, the Son of Dathomir comic for Maul and Ventress's story arc for Clone Wars got turned into the novel Dark Disciple. So uh, we're going to read it, but we are um, not going to be covering it on the podcast. <gasps> no. We will talk about Dark Disciple once we have read it. We will talk about it on our YouTube show, Unleashed. So keep an eye out for that. We will let you guys know when that's going to be happening. We're going to try and line up a guest or two you know, to help us talk about it. So keep your keep your eyes and ears open for that. Yep. Okay. Do we have anything else for today? I think that's it for today. Uh, but y'all, yes. we do have some more themes cooking in the background, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll have some more announcements in the next episodes. I love that you're playing coy. Like we haven't mentioned a few times that we are video recording this podcast session for Patreon. Damn it! You spoil everything. Yes. Yes, I do. You're right. That's all me. I did that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but, like, real quick, if you haven't figured it out already, yes, we are planning to uh, launch a Patreon very soon. We don't have True a formal story. launch date yet, but we are going to build some extra content, a little bit of extra content. Um, you may have noticed that we're doing ads in our episodes now. So uh, it's true. It's there, true. there will be, you know, ad-free episode, versions of our episodes and... Uh, video versions of our episodes. So you can see what I look like at uh, 6 a.m. local time uh, recording <laughs> this goddamn podcast. I assure you, I do not look pretty, but, you know. You're always pretty. Shut the fuck up. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, are we done? Are we done We're with done. this podcast We're done. for this fine this, day? Okay, this okay. Short 30 okay. minute podcast episode. Yeah, so, so brief, so brief. Oh my god. Okay. Are we ready to outro? I am ready. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, so then here we go. All right. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing, the outro is happening. Are, are, are you still like, are, are we still like mourning Satine right now? Because she's been dead for 12 years. I'm trying to outro a show here. What are you doing? I was about to like I had in I had drawn in the breath to start speaking the outro and you derail me with my grief for Satine? You asshole. I hate you. Yes, I'm gonna go cry about her again. Hate you. I'm gonna cry about Savage. I'm gonna cry for all of them, except for Sidious. No tears for him. No, no tears for her. No. No. Fuck Dark I have Sidious. my own critique of Sidious as a character, but we'll get into it later. Oh, anyway, anyway, I, well, God. We've, heard, okay. we've talked about that before. We've talked about that. Hurricane Sidious. I get it. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> can, we st- can I do the outro now? I'm fine. Okay, fine. <sighs> I just like talking to you about Star Wars God. stuff. You know what? Yeah. You do the outro. I don't even know what you say. <laughs> That's right. It's almost like you should shut the fuck up and let me do my job. Okay, fine. Are you done? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Okay, okay, okay. 
I might trust you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We super appreciate that. Um, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you can. Because of social media, where you can follow us. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I feel like I did that out of order. There's no there's no established order, but that felt weird. Anyway, you can find us as at DarksideDivas. Also, everybody, you can find our podcast on our, uh, via your favorite podcast platform of choice, be it Spotify, Apple, etc. Um, also, if you use a uh, podcast platform that lets you leave a review, please leave one. And if it's a mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. a podcast platform that lets you do a written review, if you leave us five stars, we'll definitely read that shit on the air, even if it's super it's insulting. Maybe even especially if. <laughs> and we may get way too much joy out of it, which may defeat the purpose, but whatever. It's true, it's true, it's true. Um, anyway, stay tuned on uh, on the podcast and on the social medias and on our YouTube channel and everything as new divas shit develops because stuff's happening and it's really cool. We hope, we think, we pray. Okay, cool. All right. Do we have anything else? No, we're done? I, I, I just want to say, Steph. Um, oh my God. <laughs> you, you talk with your hands a lot more than I realized you did when we're doing this podcast recording. It's awesome to watch your work. <laughs> Did you think that that maybe I stopped being my inability to speak without my hands self just because the camera wasn't on me? I always like, thought you I'm did sitting it. over here for 65 episodes before today. I sit over here and gesture like a maniac by myself in this entirely audio medium. Yeah, but uh, because I've but I've always noticed that I talk with my hands like a lot more than you do because I'm like Power Rangers in over here, you know, uh, voguing uh-huh. all the time, you know. So like I've I've never noticed you do it too, if that makes sense. Because I'm so vain and narcissistic in my. I was about to say yeah. we have been friends for over twenty years, and you've never noticed that I talk with my hands. Not as much as I do. Anyway, uh, y'all, this is what it's like to be friends with Chris. (laughs) He doesn't notice key. Chris, do you even know I'm married? That I have children? Hey, Chris, Chris, what color are my eyes? Real quick, without looking. Uh, brown? Hazel? He had to guess. Anyway, can we say bye to the podcast now? Yes, we'll say. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done thanking you. Bye, everybody. (laughs)